Oi, oi, it's the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi. And here's Joe Scrabbles. Hello. And here's Matt Perslow. Hi. Oh, why does everyone hate me? <laughs> I just I try so hard to bring vitality and freshness and just general joy to rooms and we're then the uk podcast but we don't have to act like we're a sort of parody of the uk at the i same am time. a parody of a human so don't have let's to get be the ball to work it. here but it helps well you know do you know what some may mistake as a parody but is indeed not one the detective pikachu movie when i first heard about this i thought it's got to be a joke. Real life Pokemon. They're not really doing it. Someone's doing some sort of parody movie. It's not. Turns out it actually looks quite good. And Matt Purzel, I believe you have actually seen this film. I have, yeah. I can tell you it is good. Wow. It genuinely is oh, good. Wow. You saw it fucking ages oh, ago. Oh, God, yeah. So, like... Oh. Now the embargo is over. Yeah, yeah. So the embargo is up. But I must have seen this, what, three, four weeks ago now? Yeah. Ooh, it was... Lucky you. I was barely an IGN, like... Rookie. I mean, I guess I still am a rookie. I was like an IGN fetus you, when I you saw You barely him. left Pallet Town. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was 10 years old, sent out by my mum. She's like, go and see Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Go see a Pikachu down at local cinema. And look how you've evolved. I know, right? I'm a stage two at least. You're, 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 you're at least a great ball, not an ultra. <laughs> Uh, yes, so yeah, I have seen it. It is good. I think that's the main thing to put anybody's fears that it might have been unmitigated garbage mm. um, it's just, I had a really really good time with it yeah. I mean, there's been some good movies this year and like we've had a great time with Avengers and stuff like that but I mean I'm not saying it's on the calibre of an MCU I'm, movie, I'm quoting but, you you've said better than Endgame <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it. I think the thing that I really really like about it is that it sort of gets what Pokemon is, but it offers a new side to that universe. So you may know from the trailers, like it obviously is set in this place called Rhyme City, which is a very different look at what a Pokemon city would be. It's not... it's fucking London. Well, yeah, it's London, mate. Um, Please never do that. Yeah, oi, oi! <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so... But the, the interesting thing is, is, obviously there are Pokemon within this city. And so the whole idea of Rhyme City is that is a place where humans and Pokemon live in harmony. Um, it's it's kind of like a utopia that's literally been developed by this guy called Howard Clifford. Um, and he's kind of like a Professor Oak sort of character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he basically wants Pokemon to, to not be... So there's no... You don't have trainers there. There's no Pokemon fights or anything like that. So it's actually taking into account the weirdness of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's so cool. Um, so he doesn't want any of this kind of like the, the combative nature between Pokemon. The whole idea is that we live and we help each other. So kind of like you see police officers going around with like Arcanines and it's kind of like, because of course they could be great police dogs. Mm. Uh, and there's all kind of that. And everybody seems to have a Pokemon that is relative to what their life ambition is and stuff like that. Um, so kind of like all the police tend to have like dog style stuff. Um, there's a character called Lucy who is kind of a journalist. I don't quite know why she's got a Psyduck, probably because she's in a, dreadful She's career that's not going to lose yeah, it has my, my favourite gag in it is to do with listicles which as someone that's written listicles forever as being a journalist I very much appreciated that um, so yeah it's funny it's cute obviously because it's got all of these um, it's got a lot of heart um, and I sort of it's one of these where I know it's literally a Pokemon movie and who could give a damn about the spoilers necessary but I don't really want to go into where it goes because 
It is surprising, but the the premise is it's it's a noir. That's the thing. It's called mm. Detective Pikachu, and the great things is the way it uses the tropes of noir films. You've got this Ryan Reynolds voice Pikachu in a deer stalker, and you know cr- trying to work out how. Um, so Tim, who's the guy who's played by Justice Smith, um, this Pikachu belonged to his dad, and his dad is now missing. And it's a case of how they track down sort of, you know, the the missing Mm -hmm. dad. Is he dead? Is he gone? Who knows? And the way that they do it as a detective movie that sort of makes sense, I suppose, for kids because it's kind of gumshoey, but without being, you know, losing the message of Pokemon, losing the spirit of those games. Mm. So, yeah, it's really good. I'm very much, I think it's out next Friday, so the 10th. Yeah. I've been looking, ever since the first trailer, I was in. I was like, I've wanted to see kind of, in quotes, real life Pokemon mm-hmm. ever since playing, you know, Yellow. Well, I do love that fact that the character designs, or at least one of them, is someone who did those things on DeviantArt that always gets spread around. Yeah. Like they actually got one of those people in to do the designs, which is like a fantastic idea and a nice sort of payback for the community who do this, who have been yeah. doing this for, what, 20 years almost. Yeah. It's kind of mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've been worried about is yeah. that the trailers have given away all the realistic Pokemon. Yeah, there's, there's, Is that basically there's the pretty case? much no Pokemon in there that you're going to see that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realise, you know. That's a shit. Like, I wanted to see, if, I want to see a Togepi and, and mm. all of these kind of things. And I think there might be three at max that you haven't really seen. And yeah, and they have chosen quite almost, I think, the obvious Pokemon mm-hmm. to show in it. Um, Do I and, get a good look at a Scyther? You don't. Know. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Scyther. He's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magmar uh, also. Love Magmar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it also just kids Deadpool? Just... No. Like, that's the thing I quite like is, is even though like Pikachu is kind of the smart talker, he's not. Whereas Deadpool is Deadpool because he breaks the fourth wall and mm. he's you know just a bit crass. Um, he's swift talking because he's a gumshoe detective. Yeah. He's, he's like the I guess like the Humphrey Bogart kind of element of he's. He's not smooth because he is a electric rat, but he's an electric rat attempting to have a little bit of smoothness. You know, he's obsessed with coffee mm. in, in that way that kind of like those 1950s detectives are. So there's all of those little tropes that run together. So yeah, it doesn't feel like, even though he's got the quips, they're not quippy in the same way that Deadpool is. Okay. We, I really appreciate that. So he doesn't that. swear. We don't see Pikachu swear. I think he says hell, which in America is deemed a massive... <laughs> <resource>. <laughs> <laughs> Just losing it in the cinema. Yeah. No! <laughs> What um, you said, everyone has like their Pokemon that represents them. Oh, what here you, we go. What would you go for? Tent- Not necessarily your favorite, but represents you. Tentacruel. Tentacruel. Why? Tentacruel. You're always just bobbing along, just <laughs> just sort of irritating. <laughs> pop up every Poison now and then, st- stinging yeah. everyone. Yeah, I don't know who I'd. You'd pick Scyther because you think you're really no. incisive. <laughs> well, you've you've said that, not me. Um, no, I said you think that. <laughs> Maybe Snorlax. I'm constantly yawning. Yeah, you have been talking about how well, tired does, you are um, all day. Is it Drowsy that does yawn? Well, yeah, more Drowsy does a yawn. Maybe I'll go Drowsy, actually. Little long-nosed boy. Yeah, a little Drowsy. Or, <laughs> or a Hypno, I thought it'd be a bit cooler. Yeah, you know. No? No, <laughs> Drowsy. Who are you thinking about? I'm thinking maybe an Eevee. Because I've sort of like got How this. cute do you think you are? Well, I've got this. He has, this yeah. He's got a bit of, got this bit bit of, of hair, Eevee But hair also, Eevee can go in three different potential evolution directions. And you I have no fucking idea what I'm doing with my life. So <laughs> makes makes sense. I could, I, could, I could see you as a nine tails. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
I'm now starting to think that you're picturing me as, you know, is it Ari from League of Legends? Just the sexy fox lady. <laughs> does sound like something you do. does sound like something I do. I'm constantly picturing people as sexy fox people. You're a creep. Yep. Bit of a furry, really. Um, I'm not actually a furry. Do you know who is a furry, though? Well, who is furry, anyway? Sonic the Hedgehog. God, oh my. Good gosh. The trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie popped out this week and don't i know it watched Whoa. it like 15 times for did rewind theater did a little breakdown didn't we um there's not a lot in it to be fair <laughs> <laughs> um, that i can't remember the last time and i know everyone's been shitting on it but i think it's fair um i can't remember the last time i watched a trailer and thought that genuinely looks terrible like repulsive <laughs> like i can't see a good like a film that i would enjoy in that what? And I love Jim Carrey. This is it. What bothers me is that I love Ben Schwartz and I love Jim Carrey and I'm worried that this is going to tank both of their I'm careers. I'm so confused. What? Jim Carrey hasn't done like a crazy role like this in so long. Mm. He's been trying to do more serious stuff or just not doing a lot mm-hmm. at all, which is fair enough. Yeah. Why has he chosen this as his project to come back to comedy? It's super interesting that this is in juxtaposition with us talking about Detective Pikachu because they're sort those, of the same vibe right? they're exactly the same idea taken in two completely oppositional directions mm-hmm. where Pikachu plays with your recognition of those characters and like riffs on it and makes you feel good for remembering things but at the same time is trying to do its own thing uh, Sonic like Fucking Gangster's Paradise as the <laughs> choice for bizarre. the track. It has no connection to anything in that. No, it just feels like what they've done is gone 90s lol. And that's quite literally because the extent I, of it. Yeah, is that because it's not set in the 90s, is it? No, it doesn't it's just like purely it, no. because Sonic is from the 90s. Maybe. Is he a gangster in it? I don't know. It doesn't even look like paradise. <laughs> but I mean, it barely looks like the Green Hill Zone, despite the fact they stuck a bloody it sign in on a it. Desert. I'm just <laughs> struck. Like, yeah. Maybe, like, please do IGN underscore UK feedback IGN com IGN dot com even if if anyone out there liked this trailer. I really want to know why. We won't make fun of you. We're interested. A little bit. N- none of us are particular Sonic fans. No, I no. really hate Sonic as really? a series. I well, think it's very okay. bad. I played a little bit when I was a kid. I, it never really caught on with me that much. Mm. But there must be big Sonic fans out there. Does this still appeal to you? Yes. Or are you just purely excited to see a film of Sonic? Do you, do you know what's mad is, you know, obviously lots of people had a problem with Sonic's design. I actually thought the muscly legs thing was going to be really funny. Mm. And I thought it was going to be a Detective Pikachu thing where when he's revealed, you go, oh, wow, yeah. right. They're going for, like, mad realistic. He's just, like, quite a bad cartoon. His like, face. What's going on with his... He's got, like, the face of a real boy, but his face is <laughs> stuck in, in a... I don't know, a hell spawn. It's like Casper. It's like a child has died, but instead of being a ghost, he's been trapped in the body of a blue hedgehog. Maybe it is actually a furry. I, mm. <laughs> just that, would be easy. that would be better. If it was a film about an amazing superpower fairy. And it's 18 rated certificate and we don't know why. (laughs) Honestly, even if it was just like, you know what, there's a subculture that's never been properly represented. We're going to do furries as like a hero. I would be so much more interested in this film than I am. (laughs) It's mind blowing to me that this is a thing. It's weird how little I actually have to say about it as well. Because Mm. the, the trailer is so 
I mean, half it is Jim Carrey somehow not Doing even really... being funny, which sad- yeah. it saddens me as well. That extended bit with him just talking to the major general about where he mm. comes in the hierarchy, it's just like, it's baffling that that made it into the script. It's just... And if that's the best joke they had to yeah. show, then I am very worried. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of someone being turned into Robotnik. That's quite fun. Yeah. And I wonder if that's going to be a good thing, you know, in amongst some turd but I can tell you the exact plot of that film already and yeah. that just, unless like I said unless there's this amazing furry twist <laughs> which I would also welcome yeah <sighs> what a weird thing what a weird thing do you know what was also a weird thing yeah I do actually when was it it was last week now my mm-hmm. head's all I'm I'm pretty jet lagged still that's uh, impossible I'm not I'm just tired always tired um, I went to Jamaica for a day and a half <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, for the reveal of Bond Twenty Five. Well, I say the reveal of Bond Twenty Five. Yeah, the Is reveal it just of Bond Twenty Five. It's yeah, no, no title revealed. Uh, three new cast members, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was worth the trip. Uh, but it was worth the trip because you hung was, out in Ian Fleming's house. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, it was definitely one of those moments where it was you know forty hours of plane travel, absolutely tiring. But in between, it was those moments when... Those very occasional moments in this job where you go, look around and you go, what am I doing here? Very occasional. What, Should be all like, the time, mate. It is all the time, but one Should of those... Should be when you're at your desk. <laughs> one of those particular ones where you just look around and you're like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? I look sweaty. <laughs> Sat in front of... <laughs> Gary Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. Daniel Craig. (laughs) So weird. Just watching, because I've seen the rushes of your interviews with everyone. I won't give give away the core of those interviews because I think it's going to be one of the best videos you ever make. Um, I've kind of teased it already. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to give it away. Don't want to give it away? No, because people should. Please be excited for Cardi's <laughs> upcoming Magnum Opus. We say upcoming, it might possibly not come out till the title's revealed. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, I've seen those rushes, and there are moments where... Because uh, you often... If you don't know how junkets are set up, you get A cam and B cam. So mm. you get the person asking questions in one camera, and you get the, the talent in another camera. And there are moments where... Because I'm just watching the A cam to watch the actors talk to you. Yeah. Occasionally you come into frame, and it's like... You know when they did Billy Crystal at the Oscars and he would come into the background of films that had come out this year and like mug? It's like, there's like three people. You're like, wow, this is Hollywood royalty. And then Cardi's in it. Like, it's so Watch the weird. B-cam. Yeah. yeah, I um, love that. It's amazing. But yeah, they couldn't really say much and it was a great time. But yeah, Daniel Craig was... Do you know what? I was... Rarely do I get worried about meeting someone, but Daniel Craig's always struck me as someone who could be quite cold. Yeah. But I met him, he was just laughing. He was... He was really a grand old time. Yeah, maybe you just like me. I mean, he was in... A, <laughs> maybe like, I was a breath of fresh air. He was a £20,000 suit in yeah. Jamaica that he definitely didn't have to buy. So. Um, but yeah, and I've made three new gal pals in uh, Anadamas, Maya wow. Sidhu and Naomi Harris, which was... Yeah, I was already... It was 30 degrees, so I looked a mess. So, <laughs> so <that's laughs> never seeing want. them again. <laughs> well, I love there's another interview you did with um, esteemed producer Barbara Broccoli and her... Yes, and Michael G. Wilson. Michael G. Wilson. Who have both been producing Bond films for God knows how long. Yeah. Uh, and I love the B-cam on that one, because as you pointed out, it got really windy at one point you were outside. <laughs> and so there's this bit where you're just talking to the two people who produce all the Bond films. Your hair's just flying around. This is weird. They like, must, none of this makes sense. They must have been thinking, who 
the hell is this? We paid for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or maybe I'm just very self-conscious about this because I'm sure I'm a journalist. Well, I'm not even a journalist. I was referred to as a journalist. And every time they're like, can you take the journalist out? I was like, I'm not a journalist. You are for today. <laughs> I know. But yeah. Have it you was seen other journalists? Everyone should have yeah, the same everyone, feeling. Everyone looks suave at that event, I'll tell you. Yeah, but you look suave to everyone. Do I though? You're in a nice green um, shirt. It was... <laughs> But yeah, that will be a fun video once it's made. I've Did you been, do? Because we haven't actually spoken about this trip yeah, properly. Because yeah. I've been away, you've been away. Yeah, well, I've got a stuff. little. Um, oh yes, good. I've got a little story of what happened on my way to the hotel. Yeah, Ooh. I was going to ask so, if anything cool happened in Jamaica. <laughs> well, bear in mind, I so I can get a direct flight, so I had to go to Jamaica via Dusseldorf, yes. <laughs> which is two hours that way, and then what thirteen hours the other way, twelve mm. maybe. Um, so I'd been in air. I'd left my house 20 hours before I got to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty tired up because I can't sleep on planes either. And I get in my cab from Jamaica to the hotel. From so from J- the hotel in Jamaica to the hotel. And I'm like, this will be, uh, again, the guy's really nice. Incidentally, the cousin of Premier League footballer Junior Hoylet. I don't <laughs> believe you. <laughs> he said, well, he said, oh, do you like Junior football? Junior Hoylet's Canadian. I think I think he has must have Jamaican roots. Okay, but yeah, he was like, "Do you like football?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Who do you support, Spurs?" And he was like, "Oh, my cousin plays for Spurs." And I was like, "Does he?" <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, Junior Hoyler." And I'm like, "He plays for Cardiff." And he's like, "Oh yeah, he does now." So that did leave me a bit like a yeah. question about it, but. I'll tell you, I'm not going to, the man's not a liar. Why would he pick Junior Hoyler of all people? Because <laughs> that's just good enough to be believable. <laughs> but yeah, I get I in his cab and it's that thing of, we chat for five minutes and you can tell it's peering out and he's like, oh, should I put on some music? And I'm always like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he's like, what music do you want? And I don't know about you, whenever I get in an Uber or a cab, I'm always like, well, whatever you want, I'm not going to tell you what to play. And... Little benotes to me, I thought this is a quick 15, 20 minute transfer, hour and a half cab ride to the hotel. Oh my God. Um, And I was filled with an hour and a half of quite aggressive reggae parody songs. (laughs) (gasps) Which, incidentally, um, like the um, every single one. Radio Dread. I'm not sure about that. It was the best of Tony Curtis. And (laughs) so I saw it on the uh, thing. All of which happened to be uh, weed-based parody songs. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you meant like, as in reggae, no. take like Hazy Dixie for country. <laughs> no, no. They were all reggae-style parody songs. So I, I wrote down a couple of lyrics that I heard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just the general vibe. So to the theme of, do you know, uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, yeah. that mm-hmm. song. So these were the, this was the chorus, which went on, I'm guessing, it seemed about nine minutes. Um... He was going, high grade is going through my head. (laughs) And that is the reason that my eyes are going red. Mm -hmm. They are going red. They are going red. And that was the gist of the whole song. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lasted forever. And I had about 20 more of those. Beautiful. And maybe I'm being very judgmental, but reggae music to me, every single song sounds the same. Is that harsh? Yeah. No. I it's don't listen same. to a lot of reggae, to be honest. I couldn't I can pick out a song from the other, apart from when it's the tune of Raindrops. Like, you sound like a very old person. Do I? You just but aren't immersed in it. Do you know if you what? listen to a bit more reggae that wasn't yeah. about weed and parodies, you'd have a grand old time. Nah, it's not for me. But um, on the way, though, he did show me the school that Usain Boat grew up at and the really? running track he ran out as a kid. So that was quite cool. That is cool. He redeemed himself. <laughs> but yeah, that was an hour. So the last thing, you know how it is, the last thing you want after like 20 hours of flying and stuff is then another hour and a half transfer yeah, that's the worst. to the hotel. And I collapsed. But yeah, the <laughs> uh, rest of it was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, met 
met James Bond. That's and pretty fucking good. Yeah, little tease. Who knows who the next Bond will be? You can watch a video of or you asking all the Bond people what their favourite Bond films yep. are on the site oh, right oh, now. Also, yeah, so... Not in that, because he wasn't there at the time, but Rami Malek, revealed as a new villain, mm. um, had a satellite call with him, which was just me on speakerphone in a bedroom. And it's that awkward, I've never done a phone interview before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he in particular has an unsettling voice. Mm. Like, so they were like, they pitched me through and they were like, feel free to say hi to him. And I'm like, of course, that seems fairly logical thing yeah. to do. So I was just like, that like tone and then like one second of dead silence and I didn't know he was there I just went hey Rami (laughs) and all I hear back is hey Simon (laughs) I didn't realise until watching that thing he sounds exactly he sounds like a Bond villain anyway but that's it do any acting I didn't realise how much of his Freddie Mercury voice is just him sort of his voice like he's got a bit of that toothiness to you know when you can hear teeth yeah he's obviously not British but yeah that sort of yeah but yeah, that was fairly, that was a three minute telephone call that was fairly off-putting. Just <laughs> the voice was, sounded like the person on the other end of the phone was coming to kill me. <laughs> but seemed lovely. Well, he's coming to kill Bond soon, so well, it works, doesn't it? Uh, hopefully I'm safe. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, you know, I can't think of a segue for this one, so Persona 5 scramble. Let's keep this short. Yep. We've... Peek behind the curtain, we just did the Avengers spoiler cast that went on for you're getting, fucking ages. You're getting two in two days. It's been an absolute <laughs> treat. Um, um, Persona 5 Scramble. So I'm a big Persona 5 fan. I know, Joe, you've played a bit of it. You you, you liked it, didn't love it. Yeah, I, I bounced off it a yeah. little bit. Have you played Persona 5? Yeah, well, I've played about 67 hours of it, and that still wasn't enough to finish it. So, oh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I love Persona 5. So when, obviously, we've got Persona 5 The Royal coming, which mm-hmm. is the big gold edition of... Persona 5 of New Story, which uh, is a long game to play again, but I feel like I have to Extra play semester card. I know, I, feel I have to do it. But then Persona 5S was the one that was more exciting to me because I thought that was the Switch one. And if it was the Royal, but on the Switch, that would give me more reason to yeah. play it than sitting at home playing it on my TV for another 100 hours. Mm-hmm. But turns out it is actually... A Dynasty Warriors game, Joe. Technically, it's a Musou game. Yes, a Dynasty Warriors game. I'm speaking in plain English. (laughs) It's a Dynasty Warriors game. Not plain Japanese. No. Uh, Yeah. So that's good, isn't it? It's better than a Switch version. Well, I mean, it is on Switch. I think you did... uh, I didn't respond to it. It's the best Persona game possible. Yeah. You you did the tweet, which I didn't respond to. You know, Persona 5S is the... Finally a fun... A Persona fun game. Persona game, Good which God. is outrageous behaviour. But <laughs> I was t- very tempted to reply. It was like Persona 5 S is the first Dynasty Warrior game that looks good. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> incorrect. Because uh, it doesn't even look good. That's what yeah. you're incorrect but about. But finally, maybe it's something we can agree on that this might be a good game. <laughs> maybe. It yeah. might be. Uh, I'm often so too non uh, cool Muso fans like me. <laughs> um, the spin-offs are an interesting thing because they are made by the core, often made by the core team, but with a different producer. Mm. So they have um, a history of being slightly off a lot of the time to fans of the core games. So what I've often said, I've probably said it 3,000 times on this podcast, the pleasure of a Dynasty Warriors game to me is that it's an action game in which the actions are actually quite limited. So they give you a hundred different people to play as each with different actions. Mm. So instead of getting bored of one person, 
you get bored of one person then pass on to another person on to another on to another on to another and you never get if you like the core feeling of it you never get bored because you have too much to do okay persona i'm worried about is is going to fit into the lineage of spin-offs where they don't realize that that that's what their strength is they have the option to do that it depends if you just play as the human characters or if you play as actual personas what it, From the short tease, it didn't look that way. No, but what's interesting is that they could build in... So some of those games have, like, tag mechanics. What they could do is every person has... You play as the character, and maybe there's, what, five or six human characters. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like they, playables? Um, a little more, bit more. So a lot more, yeah. yeah. Is it? In the final game? Party well, like characters? You, you unlock quite a few. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. But um, is the idea that they'd all have maybe five personas each? But then, each? yeah, you yeah. could swap in different personas that give them different moves or tag in in a different way. That would be quite interesting. But anyway, um, basically, it feels like it could be a problem, but it's also the most uh, I've looked forward to a persona game for a long time. Obviously, we've only seen maybe 30 seconds of footage of it. And it's a single mm-hmm. battle. Yeah. Um, but looking at it, it looks... That's what I took from it. I don't think... I hope the Personas aren't just attacks. Yeah. Which they could be. Mm. Um, I think yeah. as long as I can play as Makoto and get on a motorbike and sort of That'd like do donuts she through... She is by like, far the best character. Yeah. Um, did you get far enough to... Yeah, I got Makoto. Okay, good. Don't worry about At least you got that. Don't worry but, about um, So how does it... Do Dynasty Warrior games, pray tell. I'm, I mm-hmm. don't know a lot about them. Do they actually have storylines? Strong storylines? It's the romance of the three kingdoms. <laughs> it's to me whenever it's China's I see it, Shakespeare. To me, it just looks like massive maps where you're just clobbering little things. Well, it is, but they've got big storylines. <laughs> so is it just those battles and then long cutscenes in between each? Not even battle? long cutscenes. Okay. Usually quite short, and then okay. bits of text to tell you what's going on. So I'm wondering, on. <laughs> yeah, if Persona is it just going to be the story of Persona Five, but you play big battles? I don't know. It'll be that will be an interesting. Specifically because they called it Persona 5, that becomes odd. Because, like, Hyrule Warriors is... They have the benefit of being able to say, well, every Zelda game is set in a different Zelda universe, so we're in a different Zelda universe. Well, not everyone. But, you know, like, they can play around with that Mm -hmm. and have people being drawn in from different times and different Mm -hmm. dimensions. What did they do with the... Was there a Fire Emblem one as well? There was. I actually never played the Fire Emblem one, but I think that was... Some fan you are. I know, it's bullshit. (laughs) Um, Idiot. They they definitely pulled through multiple different games worth of people Mm -hmm. into that, so... Um, presumably they have doing a different dimensional thing yeah. they love having like here's a dimension of war and then we took everyone from Fire Emblem and they've landed it in they're confused that's kind of what they do mm. Warriors Orochi is the mad one Warriors Orochi 3 had uh, Joan of Arc pulled into <laughs> a devil a Japanese devil universe and having to like deal with some samurai <laughs> it was great you love this shit then. it's fucking great man it's so good <laughs> but yeah what can I say I love Persona so it's it's also bonkers I am so. extremely intrigued I'll say that much yeah I'm up for it if just because I think the main thing I love about those Persona games anyway is the world and the style if it has the same stylish the flair and, and mm. yeah oh, I'm up for well it. what they'll do is they'll turn the soundtrack into hair metal because that's what they do <laughs> I'm up for it it's fucking great <laughs> from yeah. jazz to hair metal my, yeah. it will be jazzy hair metal be I great. am excited by it yeah boy Joe yeah hello quiz me baby okay it's time for the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. It's the endless search. Joe. 
Hello. What you got for me? Well, I was actually speaking there, quoting Alex Jones, saying, the, Hello. What, the, um... Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed that it's conspiracy theorist Alex <laughs> yeah, Jones. I was going to say, not InfoWars is Alex Jones. He could be a good quiz writer. I thought he has I'd... a lot of faults. Goblins! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd throw an endless search suggestion into the ring. How to play. The players are given a clue to a movie title, and the first to guess it correctly gets two points. If neither can guess it, the host provides the name of someone who starred in the movie as an additional clue, but reduces the question to being worth one point. I like this tier structure. Four I like it a lot. It. However, the movie title they'll be guessing has had one letter changed making things a bit more tricky. God, this is tricksy, isn't it? For example, if the clue was a tennis referee lashes out after being attacked, the answer would be the umpire strikes back. That's all there is to it. I'll leave the number of rounds up to you. The only name I can think of is the endless starch being one letter away from search, which is catastrophically lame. So feel free to replace with something better. I think that's wicked. That's good. Endless starch it is. Uh, and I've got a few sample questions that he provided, because I couldn't be asked. Uh, I believe it's nine questions. Nine? God. Okay. Because this be might be quite quick. This. Sorry, I um, didn't listen. Didn't listen. Is there a link? Uh, no. Okay, good. No link. I did listen. Just nine questions. <laughs> question. It's not really a question so much as a statement. Trying to take a sneaky poop in the woods is one man's ultimate challenge. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll repeat. What? Trying to take a sneaky poop in the woods is one one man's ultimate challenge. You know, I would say that the second half of this is something of a misdirect. <laughs> See, the film I'm, I'm sneaky. going for... He's buzzed. But I don't know what the actual, what, how I change it is. Like, I instantly just think of the cabin in the woods. No. But no. Just say it again. Trying to take a sneaky poop in the woods is one man's ultimate challenge. One man's ultimate... That's that's the misdirect, I think. I think that okay. takes it a bit... Most of them don't do this. It's just about pooping in woods. More or less. <laughs> I feel like it's like ship been changed to shit or something. Uh, I can do the, I can do the... I think the yeah, clue. I, I have yeah, no idea. That was, that now, was, we have to work out... A, the annoying thing is, the test one I got instantly. <laughs> we have to work out a point of the rules here. Yeah. Are you allowed now to guess after so, yeah. the clue? I've given up. Yeah, you so, happy yeah. with that? Yeah. Okay. It stars Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. Forrest Dump. Forrest Dump. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. All yeah. right, this is already better. Because I, I thought... I mean, maybe you'll go on to prove this, but... I had a sneaking suspicion you're going to smash this because you've got that weird brain of yours. <laughs> What's that meant to me? You're a creep. <laughs> well, I come here to be loved. Number two, you're on one point. A tentacled sea creature decides to end its life. Suicide squid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my sort of quiz. Yeah. Three points to Carly. They're almost puns, yeah. and that's why terribly deal with in my life <laughs> gosh you ready yeah home renovations are far from easy I think this one's very good home renovations are far from easy hmm no guesses into the clue go for it stars Bruce Willis oh uh, DIY hard. Yeah. 
These are good. I think they're wicked. I tried to make one of my own to yeah. add on the end of this. Fucked it. Couldn't work yeah. it out. <laughs> I like this quiz because even if no one gets them right, they're just fun yeah. little... The reveal is they're good. They're just fun little questions. I can imagine Alex Jones gufawing at home. Yeah. Shirt off like he does on yeah, his yeah. conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast. They're taking Fuck over. Perslow, oh, share yeah. this. <laughs> Goblins. Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fun to do. Lizard people. <laughs> a luminous space object can't decide what to do. A luminous space object can't think what to do. Can't think what to do. Hmm. I'm going to I'm going to clear. Yeah, go. Right. Stars Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Oh. oh, he's on it. Yeah, try it. What, what's the letter that's changing, though? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't decide what to do. That's the one that's getting mm -hmm. me. What's this one word in this one letter and this one word that's changing? Mm -hmm. I love this game. Oh. I'm going I'm to... Oh, say, it's like yeah. Guarding of the Galaxy. Oh, no, I you're not even... Film? Yeah. Oh. A star oh, is torn. torn. <laughs> oh, I was thinking literally of a space yeah. film. Oh, incidentally, I watched a star, a star is Born on my flight to Jamaica. I think that film is absolutely brilliant. Still never seen it. I really want to. Was Gaga a sensation? She was brilliant. I was an, I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the <laughs> reggae took it all away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like you might get this. A famous Pokemon is somewhat broken. Defective Pikachu. Yeah. I've stopped counting now. <laughs> this is just fun. An attractive woman enjoys a huge banquet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Feast? Yep. Good. <laughs> This is an absolute sweep. <laughs> Matt. Sorry, wordplay is not my... I'm a writer that's got no chance at wordplay. No, I'm a video editor that's banging on words. I'd be so bad at this. <laughs> the origin story of a man who serves drinks. <laughs> this one's great. What? I love this. The origin story... Clue? Yeah. Christian Bale. Oh, Barman Begins. Barman <laughs> Begins. God, I think of Waiter, not Barman. <laughs> this one is smart, but it's, it's mad. <laughs> As in, we're never going to get it. I don't know. I think, you, I think you'll get there. I, I just think this is fun. A Jamaican exercise class <laughs> expands to neighbouring countries. <laughs> what? It's, it's probably the weakest of all of them, but it's expands. But it's funnier for it. A Jamaican can, exercise Jamaican class exercise expands class. to neighbouring countries. Jamaican exercise class. Think less. Uh, no, I don't want to give it too much away. Yeah, I just didn't... 
I'm trying to think of any words that could be like, what's a Jamaican exercise class? That's why it doesn't quite work. <laughs> go, go for it. Well, carry it. Uh, it stars Orlando Bloom. Uh, so it's Pilates of the Caribbean. He's <laughs> got it. What? <laughs> the, the Jamaica bit is only in there so that the neighbouring countries make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I got it, so it must have made some sort of sense. Yeah. And finally, I'm sad to say finally, because I love this game. Yeah. Um, I think this, to me, this is the hardest, but I mean, you've smashed it so far, so let's find out. Searching for a game preview disc proves difficult. <laughs> what? Um, searching for a game preview disc proves difficult. Finding demo. Finding demo. <laughs> fair play. Well done, mate. This is. I enjoyed that game. I nearly didn't say fair play for an entire uh, fucking podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It. You've absolutely fucked it. I've lost it. Well, the person that gave you feedback and that won't be happy so uh, let's hope they've not written in this week Alex Jones that was a brilliant game that's I love wicked that. uh, yeah. we're going to struggle to ever do it as well as you did I think because those are do you know what you clues. did it so well feel free to do it again <laughs> <laughs> feel free to do more we might not use it in the next couple of weeks but yeah, maybe I can guarantee we will on, use it so you've got a chance of maybe not winning I think it needs to be on one that Cardi's not on because or Cardi's in charge because well you're good at that yeah but you know that's not an answer. You can't, anyway. You can't tell Messi not to play football. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Give him a red card. Don't. I want to see it. Um, Feedback. Yeah. I think Matt's first. Matt is first. I am first. I think this is one that relates to last week's game, actually. It is indeed. I was not on, so. Linking Fill in. me in, boy. Linking into last week's endless search, uh, in which we had um, a bunch of films that we couldn't figure out how they'd link together. Andy Callan says, Hi all, thank you for giving my game a go last week. To answer your question, the endgame actors-actresses appeared in the following movies. So, in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, it was Karen Gillan. Uh, Hook had Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Mm. Uh, Out of Sight was Don Cheadle. Mm. Romeo and Juliet, Paul Rudd. I always forget he's in that. Mm. Uh, the, yeah. the remake of True Grit was Josh Brolin. Uh, Bradley Cooper for Wedding and Crashers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in I Am Sam. Renner was obviously the Hurt Locker. Uh, Tilda Swinton for Michael Clayton. Uh, Scarlett Johansson for her. And Mark Ruffalo was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Was he? Apparently so. I haven't watched that for ages. Uh, he prob- is, yeah, he's one of the doctors in the like, the room. Uh, fair play. That is one of my favourite oh. films. I love no! that film. No! Let's say it again! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone really cares about me about do. this. I do. I don't want to be predictable. <laughs> and he says, as you can probably appreciate, when I did the quiz, I was yet to see Endgame, so I have no idea how big a role some of these characters play. I simply took them from the cast list on IMDb and tried to make the quiz as interesting as possible, which you did. You did. Bang. Amazing. Rubbish at it. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be good at one one day, Matt. That's one fine. day. I'll write one just for you. <laughs> you can play it by yourself. Oh, nice. Thank okay. you. Uh, I've got a really short one here, mm. which is in. It's from Max, simply Max, that's all it says. And it says, IGM Funmore, I loved it. Hey. It was very Blythe Report-like. Mm. I miss that, so keep it up. I just wanted to put that in, mainly not just to pat our own backs, but just to say that we did a new video. I don't know if you mentioned it last week, that we've started a new series. I think we did it very briefly. Yeah. IGM Funmore, it's kind of uh, 
if you liked our unofficial previews, you might like this. Yeah. It's just less Welsh. Um, don't worry. If you saw the response to the first one, uh, the next one's Days Gone, so I'm sure our community will be just yep. fine with it. That'll be, that, sh- <laughs> that will be live by the time the podcast is. It's so, almost like yeah. we've accidentally chosen all the games that are <laughs> dickheads in the IGN community yeah. want to have a go at us about. Was was accidental. <laughs> um, to avoid uh, the fact that we've just written, read, 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 now, read some uh, plays out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Going on. What you should do is uh, watch the Blythe Report because it's brilliant and it's my friend John Log Blythe back in the old days being really funny. And that's mm. still available to watch on IGN. And YouTube. Everything's on YouTube these days. Mostly, yes. You heard. That's the rumour. <laughs> that's the rumour, is yeah, it? Yeah, everything. Books, food, <laughs> the lot. Audio books, probably. This, the final piece of feedback, is from Michael Ivans. He says, hi guys, long time listener, nearly first time messenger. Uh, messenger, which sounds a bit like he's having a go at us for not reading out his first bit of feedback, but no, maybe we did. Love the... Oh, no, that's really now. Thought I'd share my Deacon St. John name because it's excellent. Wallace Mayflower. What was Deacon St. John name again? Was Deacon St. John name is your first pet's name and the street you grew up on. Uh, I'm Curly Joe Kingsford. What were you, Mark? Todd Bainbury. That's fine. Oh, it sounds like would, a mighty boot. I would be Trigger Balmoral. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> That's good as shit! We like, make a great double act on a BBC comedy. <laughs> my, for some reason, my cat was named after Trigger from Only Fools. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my fish was named after Curly Joe from the uh, Three Stooges. Yeah. It's always after someone in a comedy. Uh, yes, he says. My first pet was a goldfish named after the nation's favourite plasticine character. <laughs> Secondly, Michael vividly remembers a time when hammering a game led it to bleed into reality. Uh, this start. Oh, this was an old. Yeah, this is an read, old thread. Yeah. Um, where? Yeah, but well, that's yeah. just explained it better than I will. Uh, I just want to say the start of this makes me quite worried. I haven't read any of this feedback before. <laughs> a few years back, after a long GTA Five sesh of smash and grabs and cop chases, <laughs> <laughs> I walked to the shop with my mates. As we approached the shop, a bloke in full black motorbike leathers and helmet drove up to the curb in front of us at speed and came to a sudden halt. He got straight off the bike and just legged it around the corner with all the impatience of a GTA player dumping a motorbike and sprinting to his next destination. (laughs) Me and my mates all looked at each other in silence. We didn't need to say a word. We all felt that strange feeling of uncanny coincidence and started laughing. We went on to buy cheap beer and pepperamis and returned home for more GTA 5. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy running from a bike. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, you maybe would notice just, that though, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, even if I hadn't played GTA Five, I'd be like, "That's a bit like." I GTA normally 5. notice when anyone who's quite obviously not jogging is running. It's just you notice it, and you're like, "Why?" why it's are a you different running. It's a different. Why gate. are you running? Are you running to or from something? Hmm. I ran only this morning for a, a bus or a train. Train, yes. <laughs> but I, it was like the best. I knew that I had. This isn't that fun. I knew I had like a minute and a half to get to my train, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw it pulling up as I came into the station that I go to. And then a series of things happened. It's like a fucking comedy about how it's difficult to get to a train, <laughs> which obviously wouldn't be that successful a comedy. <laughs> but there were roadworks into the entrance I go in, so I had to run all the way around the side. Oh God. None of the readers worked for my Oyster card. And then I got stuck behind a guy on a crutch <laughs> on the stairs. You can't have a go at him. I'm not having a go at him. It's just something like that would happen. Him. I hate crutches. Not <laughs> the men who, or women who use them. Just, just the, crutches the crutches themselves. Because them. okay. what do they imply? Pain and suffering. Very good. Um, Saved. What we're going to do is 
have our usual little garage segment and then oh, we're yeah. going to come back after our 30 seconds of garage yeah so if you've lasted little, this long yeah, if, god bless you first <laughs> of all um, but I haven't actually even thought of what garage song but it'd be a little surprise for all of us when yeah. it arrives um, and then after that we're going to come back with a brief 5 to 10 minute episode 3 of Game of Thrones discussion just because I don't want to spoil it for anyone if you haven't seen it you deserve to see this yeah. as it is um, we're just going to talk about because I don't think we'll do. I don't know if we'll do this every week, but this one feels like quite a one it's, that you'd want to we'd want to talk point. about. And yeah, so this is your spoiler warning. UK garage. If you hear that, s- stop. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, yeah. Here you go. Garage of Thrones. We are here to talk about dragons and ice and fire and all that. Did you forget the name of the episode? Is that what happened? Um, the Long Night, I yeah, believe yeah, it's yeah. called. Um, a lot of people seem to not be able to see this. <laughs> it's uh, the first thing I want to mention. I watched it on a train on yeah. an iPad and it was difficult to really? see. I watched it via the Now TV app on my PlayStation mm. on my TV. It was fine for me. I did have all the curtains drawn, though. That's it. It mm. is. I think the problem is that TV is now not an experience that is solely had in the living room with the curtains drawn and lights off. Mm. And so you can't account for when you might not be able to see something. Yeah. I've had the same problem with Star Trek Discovery, because obviously it's in space, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> then so- again, I also, because, well, maybe I'm just a snob, um, <laughs> watching that episode to me on a phone... Yeah, seems no, sacrilegious to not me. For me. What about iPad? Is that all right? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, not. I feel that needs to be watched on minimum TV sized. What if you had to? Because you were going to, on business and you didn't want it spoiled. Johnny uh, Business over here has got to watch his shows. You're going to watch it again uh, to get. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Hotels have smart TVs now. Just bring it on a USB. Stick it in. That's absurd. <laughs> that also implies that I should steal my content. No, which yeah. I do not do. Oh, okay, good. Um, I watched it in this very room on that very TV that none of you at home can see, but it's a rather large TV. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. yeah, we're in the spoiler bits. So anyway, yeah, it. it's what did I thought it was some of the most maybe some of the most impressive television I've ever seen, like spectacle wise. Mm. I thought it was how it all came together was great, moment to moment. I didn't know what was quite going to happen. I did think more people would die. Yes. Mm-hmm. I felt not... It feels hard, harsh to say because I do think it was brilliant. But they I have, did feel slightly... It was slightly anticlimactic. They have fully used up their quota of person is on the floor, person two is going to stab them and kill them, person three comes from off screen and yeah. kills them. Yeah, that happened... It's going At all the way back times. to like yeah. Battle of Blackwater sort of stuff, isn't it? That's it's happened insane in all how these many battles. times that's happened. I, yeah, I am amazed that only really what was it? Four people of note really went. Yeah, but not even was it even of that? note. Like 
Theon is probably yeah. the biggest. Yeah. And, uh, and his is a redemptive arc, so it makes yeah. perfect sense. Jorah. Jorah, what's he going to do yeah. now? Liana. Even she in the, was cool. Even in the last episode, Jorah was going, oh, I don't really want to be Hand of the King. So there's yeah. not even tension between him and Tyrion anymore. So pff, he's yeah. gone. And yeah. Dolorous Ed. Yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten he was called Dolorous Ed. <laughs> the, Red, the Red Witch, she served her purpose. Yeah. Um, Whatever it was. And obviously the big one is the Night King and his whole army. Yes. <laughs> um, which I... That did surprise me that... Yeah. I did think they would get to King's Landing at some point. In my head, that was how it was going. Someone, it might have been one of you, postulated that it, the, it was actually going to be two battles taking place at once and the Night King had diverted down to King's Landing. I thought he at least was going down somewhere else. I didn't think we'd even see him in this episode. I thought it was going to be a whole diversion yeah. thing that they're hiding Bran and he's not even there. But yeah. it turns out he was there all along. So, and I yeah. just... Although I did think the moment that Arya does that is very cool, and there was her that did it is a very cool yeah. arc. I just the way it happened to me was highly implausible, but yeah. it is a fantasy TV show, um, so maybe I'm being a prick. I know I'm totally with you. That's how I feel as well. I think the act is so great yeah. and so well choreographed mm -hmm. and thought through, but the point at which it happens and the situation in which it happens is so mad and so. I think once this is done, people are going to go back and realise that the point at which Game of Thrones overtook the books is the point at which it changed into something different. Yeah, like, yeah. it is fundamentally the way these stories play out and the way arcs pay off is so different in that arcs do pay off now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it almost feels... It's, it's slightly more video gamey yeah. these days. Like, it, it builds to those big spectacle moments that are... That we get used to because we play stuff like Skyrim, right? Mm. And, and, like, the dragon payoff last season was very what I want out of a massive fantasy. Mm. Um, but... And that's why I find, actually, it, regardless of those little payoffs, like with Arya doing the, you know, the stabbing of the Night King and stuff like that, I'm actually really pleased that all of this is over now. Yeah. Because we get to go back to what Game of Thrones has been about. It's been wonderful to have these massively ambitious, from a filmmaking perspective, elements. But actually, Game of Thrones is about people stabbing each other in the back and outmaneuvering them politically. My, my, I really want to see how this wraps up now. My worry is that you've got three episodes to do that. Yeah. And it's not mm -hmm. going to be the grand politics that it used yeah. to be it's well surely like the next episode's got to be the aftermath of this like which then leaves us with what I two episodes two episodes so well we'll see a load of golden company stuff yeah. next week as well yeah mm -hmm. and obviously the last is building their forces hearing what's happened probably mm -hmm. and then maybe I don't know if they'll make their way north or I, if it's the other way around I almost feel like f episode five has got to be the battle I think yeah. it has It'll to be because episode six got to be all the personal stuff wrapping yeah. up and yeah. you can't I don't think you can have a big battle in that last one at least maybe for the first half it's got a but yeah it does feel like we've only got three episodes left mm -hmm. and There's, we're sort of no real closer to working out how we get the Iron Throne back than no. we were you so know I was to, expecting to someone to be knocked out either one of like Daenerys, John, Sansa or mm -hmm. anyone who has a stake yeah. claim to the mm -hmm. throne one of them being knocked out of yeah. it at least but that didn't... I suppose the Night King is one of those. But just... Yeah, I felt the way... How menacing he was and the fact that he's been planning this for however long. I don't know where I read this. Literally. And that he's made all the... Like, he's made it this far. He gets within that... He gets within touching distance of Bran and mm -hmm. surrounded by his own troops, highly skilled bodyguards, and that happens so to it's me. It's just... It's so odd to me that it's like... 
This is season one, episode one. Scene one is White Walker. Mm-hmm. And to have this much time pass, to have this payoff, feels wrong. Mm. Like, yes, the politicking is the heart and soul of what Game of Thrones is as a show. Mm-hmm. But as a storyline, this is all it's been. It's these people... So the winter is coming, right? Me- yeah, yeah, these people missing what the big problem is. Mm-hmm. So what does what is this show without that? Like, sure, th- we've been told repeatedly that the Iron Throne is fundamentally a meaningless trinket, hmm. but now it's not. <laughs> like, you have entirely converted me now, because like, un- I thought that was the thing to be wo- to be worried about, you know, because yeah. because Cersei's such a dangerous character. But actually, now you say that, yeah, that is the whole point is that it's meaningless shit. Yeah. It's so uh, weird. And the other thing is, is like, it's a, it's a trope I absolutely despise. Is the fact that you kill the leader and everything just disintegrates. They explode. <laughs> they literally exploded. <laughs> I don't mind the dead dying because that's his yeah. magic. But mm-hmm. the other White Walkers, if he died and mm-hmm. everything else died, and then yeah. there was a shot of like all the White Walkers are still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shit in it. That would be cool. But I just, I always wanted to just hear him speak. So I really wanted to, mm. even if like when he was dying. Hello, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said about it, he just went, ah, shit. You <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> Imagine if he said the weirdest voice. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit house. <laughs> oh, fucker. The, so to me, um, the, it feels like I'm being very negative. I think it's hugely brave and interesting they've done this. My problem is that I don't necessarily have faith that it gets to a place where it feels like that's worthwhile mm. to me the way they do it and this can't this just won't happen but what i desperately want if we had way more time is that it turns out that brand's connection to whatever three-eyed raven children of the forest business is going on mm. is actually the true cosmic threat that the children uh. of the forest come back they kill the kingdom of man like actually it's their revenge and that the Night King is almost like obviously in a bad way is almost doing the right thing and trying to if he's trying because if so we're we told know that if he's, he's going for Bran yeah. if Bran's the threat to him why is he the threat to him but yeah because we don't know what he really did he want to kill him or did he want to do something else we don't know because at the moment but there isn't a lot of time he, left it, to do that is there again this might be just stupid critics way of looking at things but to me the point here now is that Bran of all characters has had a narrative purpose that no longer exists. He is just an empty shell of magic that in the course of this show, what's he? what does he now offer if he's without Night King? Because essentially what he's amounted to until this point is he's a, he's a speaking clock for when the Night mm-hmm. King arrives. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's coming, he's coming, honestly, he's coming. Oh, he's here, see you later. Yeah. And then he's dead. So what is he now? He's yeah. He's got to be something or it's mad. <laughs> yeah. It's, I just want to, yeah. It's so strange. I think it's um, it's fascinating. And if it gets in three episodes, if we find out there's a huge payoff to why the Night King has to die now and why Bran's still alive, Mm. because that to me is the central mystery. Yeah. It could be incredible or it could just be mad. (laughs) It could just be like, why (laughs) did any of this happen? If the next three episodes are just now, them versus the Lannisters, Cersei's dead, one of them wins. It's all a bit like... That you could you could literally go through scenes and episodes from the past and just cross them out like useless, useless. <laughs> like yeah. it's fun television, but it fundamentally what's me the... trusts them. I trust them because they've of. earned that. Um, what I trust in is the fact that they are still working to brush strokes mm. of Martin. So hopefully he's not gone insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Might have done. Yeah, but because the, but the weird thing here is that. The Night King isn't in the books, so mm. that's 
does he intend for the White Walkers to die mm-hmm. in a similar way? Or do they just get to the same place, whatever that place will be, yeah. through different means? Yeah. Don't know, cause I don't watch the... They bring out these previews for the next episode, so oh, I no, don't know I don't what do they that. hold all, but I'm very excited for the next episode just to see where they are going to head with it. Yeah, it's, it, um, it will be fascinating. Yeah, and they've all got, what, an extra 20 minutes on top, so yeah, there is a bit got more room four to four and a half hours of content. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, that's a couple of films. Like, yeah. You can tell a lot in them. Mm-hmm. It's so, pretty good. Yeah. I what? enjoyed it very much. It's a fascinating not cultural artefact. Yes. If not a brilliant bit. Of Maybe we'll do the same thing next week if good stuff happens. If it's out, if it's worth it. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, thank you for listening. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.